Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. We ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us to the book of Philippians and the second chapter, and I'm going to begin reading at verse number five. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made of himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and of things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." Words of a song came to our mind, maybe I'm sure you've heard it, said, Before I met Jesus, my life was empty and vain, and nothing ahead could I see but sorrow and pain. But then at an altar one night I knelt, and I found assurance that never has left, and Jesus was right for what was wrong in my life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word. Just open your Bible and read till God's voice you've heard. Then in an altar in repentance kneel, you'll find assurance that you'll know is real for Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. The chorus says, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. Just give him a chance and Jesus will prove that every promise he made is true. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. We'd just like to share with you a few thoughts about Jesus is right for whatever is wrong in your life. If you're here as a sinner, as a backslider, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. And if you're not saved, you got some things wrong in your life. And sometimes as Christians, we have needs. And whatever those needs may be, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in our life. Zacchaeus had something wrong in his life. And he found out as he climbed the sycamore tree and Jesus asked him to come down, he found out that day that Jesus was right for what was wrong in his life. Blind Bartimaeus sitting there by the wayside began uh, saying, Thou Son of God, have mercy upon me. And he too found out that Jesus was right for what was wrong in his life. The lady that had the issue of blood that had sought many physicians and rather grew worse. Uh, Another thing that the doctors had did was helping whatsoever. She continued to get worse till she heard about Jesus and she came in the press 
And she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she found out that day that Jesus was right for what was wrong in her life. That publican found out that went down to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. And he stood and he boasted of what all he was and what all he was doing for God. But there was a publican that day that just smote up on his breath. He wouldn't even look up to God's heaven. He looked down. But he just said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Bible says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. He found out that day that Jesus was right for whatever was wrong in his life. The prodigal son found out that Jesus was right for what was wrong in his life. Oh, certainly he had wasted his substance with riotous living. I'll tell you what he said. He said, just like a lot of young people today, uh, when they turn uh, 18 years old, he said, I'm going to do it my way. He was probably weary of his father's rules. He did not realize that the goods that seemed so important would soon become empty and vain. Willful waste brings woeful want. He wanted happiness without holiness. He wanted to be clean, but he hesitated to come clean. And many know God is broadcasting pardon, but they're too proud to ask him for it. They want to walk with the Lord, but they want to run with the devil. He considered how bad off that he was and how much better off that he'd be if he would return after he had went and wasted his substance with riotous living. God permitted him to taste the bitter fruits of his own sin. And if you're here and you're lost without God, you may be enjoying the pleasures of sin. I won't take that from you. It's very possible that there's people listening to me this morning and you are enjoying the pleasures of sin. But mark it down, friend. There's coming a day that God is going to permit you to taste the bitter fruits of your own sin. He realized that he had plunged himself into ruin. Uh, The prodigal son, no doubt, he felt his unworthiness. Uh, He felt his ungratefulness. Uh, He felt his meanness. He felt vile. He also felt a load and a burden of guilt. And he came to himself. And when he came to himself, he said, I will arise. I can imagine the angels hovering over him when he said... I will arise. I can imagine angel wings uh, making their way to heaven and saying, ring the bells of heaven. There's a prodigal son that's getting ready to come home. Uh, My friend, what I like about the prodigal son, when he decided to leave, thank God he left the swine trough. He left the wine cup. He left the harlot. He didn't go home with his arm around that harlot. He didn't go home with the wine cup in his hand. He didn't say, I'll take these with him. But he left them there in the far country. And if you ever get saved, you'll have to leave sin behind. Now the question is, will the father receive him? Will the father not shut the door in his face? Will he not tell this son? Now listen, son. You made your own bed. Now go lie in it. Friend, the love of the father was so great that he hastened to meet him. 
and welcome him home. I can see an old man in my mind's eye with gray hair as he runs by the servants as if the spirit of youth had come back upon him. And he runs and he leaps for joy. The son came slowly, but the father ran. He goes on and he he meets his son and he acts as if nothing had happened. He falls on his neck and he kisses him. It's the kiss of mercy. It's the kiss of forgiveness. It's the kiss of reconciliation. It's the kiss of pardon. And he found out that day that Jesus was right for what was wrong in his life. I'll tell you, sinner friend, if you'll just come to Jesus, you'll find out as for yourself that Jesus is right for what's wrong in your life. That lady at the well, she had something wrong in her life. She was living a life of deep sin. And my friend, her history was a dark one. She had had five husbands. But my friend, worse than that, she was now living with a man that was not her husband. And that's still sin. The Bible says that uh, the bed is undefiled to those that's married. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. And if that be your case, Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. Certainly this lady there in St. John the 4th chapter had fell deeply into degradation and sin. Friend, there was not much left to appeal to. However, Jesus speaks of the living water in such a way that it wakes in her heart a vague longing. And here's what the Bible said in St. John the 14th chapter verse number 4. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Praise God. Uh, He's got a satisfying portion. Amen. If you'll drink this water, you'll never thirst. The water that he shall give refers no doubt to his teachings, his spirit, the benefits which comes to the soul that embraces the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the soul by nature, it's like a desert. It's traveling through and wandering through life. Amen. Just like it's in a desert, it's thirsting for happiness, seeking it everywhere, but it finds it not. It looks in all directions and and tries all objects, but nothing seems to meet its desires. Though a sinner seeks for joy and wealth and pleasures, friend, these things do not satisfy He still thirsts for more. He still seeks for happiness and some new enjoyment. And I say to such a weary, unsatisfied sinner, the grace of God is like water to a thirsty soul. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 25 and verse number 25, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Isaiah 44 and verse number three said, I'll pour water upon him that's thirsty and floods on the dry ground. The Bible says in Psalm 42 and verse number one, as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? Thank God. The song says, I search for him. And I knew not what I searched for. I long for him. 
and I knew not what I longed for. Then I found Jesus. I knew that I would search no more. He filled that longing down in my soul. I stopped by to tell you this morning that Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. It makes no difference what's wrong in your life. Jesus is still right for what's wrong in your life. Praise be unto God. Yes, friend, I'm glad when we talk about this fountain of living water, there's a constant supply and there's an unfading fountain. Friend, it bubbles, it springs up like a fountain. It's not like a stagnant pool, but it's an everlasting fountain that runs all seasons of the year. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. I read a poem one time and it said, beside the well at noontime, I hear a sad one say, I want that living water. Give me to drink, I pray. The well is deep, O pilgrim, but deeper is my need. I thirst for life eternal, the gift of God indeed. Oh, everyone that thirsteth the living water by, ye blessed ones that hunger, take eat. And never die. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. I read in the Bible about the man there on the cross, one of them thieves uh, that was crucified with Jesus. Oh, he had something definitely wrong in his life. Friend, he had lived a life of sin and he was at the, uh, the break of going out into eternity unprepared, unprepared to meet God. And no doubt this thief had noticed that strange, calm dignity of the heavenly look in this man by the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Friend, in the midst of the crowd's insults and injuries, Jesus calmly prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. No doubt this thief had noticed how confidently Jesus looked up into heavens to his Father. Oh, what divine love, what divine compassion breathed forth in that petition when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Friend, all this the thief had heard, all this the thief had seen. This thief believed in Jesus when the confidence of even his own disciples had been shaken. One had betrayed him. One had committed suicide. The leader of the group had cursed and denied that he even knew him. And in this trying hour, when the Bible says they all forsook him and fled, the thief believed. And he said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, this day, you'll be with me in paradise. Somebody said, what happened to him? He found out that Jesus was right for whatever's wrong in his life. Oh, the song says there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains. They don't just lose some of their guilty stains. They lose all their guilty things. And the song goes on. It talks about this very man, the dying thief, rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there may I as vile as he 
Wash all my sins away. I'm so glad I found out about 30 years ago that Jesus was right for what was wrong in my life. If you're here and you're a lost sinner, I want to tell you once again that Jesus is right for what's wrong in your life. 3,000 people found out on the day of Pentecost that Jesus was right for what was wrong in their life. A few days after that, 5,000 people found out that Jesus was right for what was wrong in their life. And not long after that, multitudes, both men and women, found out that Jesus was right for what was wrong in their life. And the Bible says, and they continue. What made them continue? I'll tell you what, they found out without a doubt that Jesus was right for what was wrong in their life. Amen. Oh, Saul, on the road to Damascus, over at Ananias' house, he found out too, a religious Pharisee, that Jesus was right for what was wrong in his life. And so it was with that eunuch in Acts the 8th chapter. He found out out there in the desert that Jesus was right for what was wrong in his life. The Philippian jailer found out that Jesus was right. And his whole household found out that Jesus was right for what was wrong in their life. So many times our young people think, oh, I've got to get out here and I, I want to try sin. Uh, maybe tobacco would be right for what's wrong in my life. Maybe strong drink. Maybe, maybe that's what I need. I'm telling you, my friend, you don't need whiskey to make you frisky. And you don't need wine to make you shine. Amen. Drugs is not what you need. Lustful living is not what you need. Amen. Jesus is what you need. Amen. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. If you're here and you're discouraged and you don't know which way to turn and you don't know what to do, I've got the answer. Jesus is right for what's wrong in your life. Maybe you're in a situation and hope seems to have died. Man, resources are inadequate. I still say that Jesus is right for what's wrong in your life. He specializes in hopeless situations. When we give up trying to do it ourselves, thank God he can come in and take over. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he'll bring it to pass. Be encouraged, my friend, because the sun will rise on the other side of that black night. Are you today at a place in life where all seems dark? Well, then you need to take hold of these promises in the word of God. The sun will rise in the morning. The black clouds will roll away. Friend, he will not permit you to reach a breaking point. He knows when you've been exposed to enough harassment from the enemy. Only God can shut out those waves of depression and the feelings of loneliness and failure. Friend, only he can dispel the storm clouds, chase away the despair, the gloom. He's right for whatever's wrong in your life. You may be here and you may feel rejected. You may feel abandoned. Your faith may be weak. You may think that you're down for the count. Tears and sorrow and pain, emptiness swallow you up from time to time. But I'm here to tell you that God's still on the throne. Amen. God's still alive. God still loves you and God still cares. And when the fog surrounds you and you can't see any way out of your dilemma, just look up to Jesus because he's right for whatever's wrong in your life. Cast it all your care upon him for he careth for you. I'm telling you, in the time of the, the bad 
bad, uh, the tide of bad events will begin to turn. God knows when we've been exposed to enough harassment from the enemy. And there comes a time that God just has to tell the devil, get back. This is my child. Amen. There's a besetting sin in your life. Jesus is right for what's wrong in your life. Amen. I just want to tell you, somebody said, I just can't give up these cigarettes and I just can't give up drinking. I I can't give up drugs and I can't give up the way that I'm living. I'd get saved, but I'm just afraid that I can't live it. Let me tell you something, friend. There's no inward evil that he cannot overcome. There's no lustful desire of the flesh that God cannot subdue. There's no hardness of affection that he cannot melt. Amen. He's right for whatever's wrong in your life. Amen. All of us is here can testify to the fact that Jesus was right. We found out that Jesus was right for what was wrong in our life. I'm so glad that I found it out. I found it out about 30 years ago. Oh, I went to the depths of sin. I'm ashamed of the life that I once lived. Oh, my friend, the devil will take you farther than you want to go. Keep you longer than you want to stay. Cost you more than you want to pay. But friend, I'm just telling you, he really is right. Jesus is right. He's right. Somebody said, but you don't know what's wrong with me. But I know one thing. He's right. For whatever's wrong in your life. Whether you're saved or lost. Whether you're backslidden, whether you're lukewarm, whatever the condition is. I'm glad I can recommend this friend. Amen. I recommend Jesus Christ. He's right for what's wrong in your life. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.